0: This is the Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Essler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'll be your host, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck, joined by professional sports better Dave Essler. Uh, man, I want to do a little quick review here for our last podcast from last week. Don't, Dave, get, don't
1: get too confident now.
0: You went three and oh, I went two and oh, we combined to go five and oh, had over uh 4.2 units made, uh continuing to crush it in June. So, uh, not going to get too overconfident, but having a good solid June on winner's take so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with it. I personally have been having a good run as well. So, you know, I'm glad some of that's spilling over into the podcast because I can't share everything on the podcast. A because I charge for it, but B because uh, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm not I haven't even bet
0: it yet. So we're we're just kind of looking ahead here and I'm glad that our look aheads are are profitable. And if you're looking for more of Dave's content, you can find his stuff at pregame.com or on Twitter. He's Dave underscore Esler. You can find mine at Rowdy underscore razor. Uh Dave, let's let's jump right into our MLB slate. So We're recording here. It's June 19th. It's a Monday. These first three games will be for tonight. Uh, So the very first game we're looking at 640 Central Time first pitch. Going to be the Boston Red Sox going to Minnesota to take on the Twins. You have James Paxton on the mound for the Red Sox. Pablo Lopez on the mound for the Twins. Uh, Dave, what are you thinking for on this one?
1: Yeah, I might go the other way here than the world. I mean, the Twins are no more than a 500 team. I think they're on a a sweet little 4-9 and winning streak and just dropped three or four to Detroit at home. So, you know, they got their $18 million pitcher tonight, Pablo Lopez. And, yeah, they're 6-1 and at home uh, with him on the mound, but his ERA is almost six. So he's been getting a lot of run support, and I don't think he's going to get that tonight against Paxton. Uh, The wrong team could be favored. Uh, The market's pricing this game the old-fashioned way, and people are betting it the old-fashioned way. And that way would be automatically fading the team that not only played Sunday night, but in this time, case played a doubleheader. So, I mean, granted, that has some consideration. So, jack out the bullpens. I mean, Paxton didn't play a doubleheader yesterday. Typically, teams fly their starter out ahead of the rest of the team. So, Paxton and Boston first five was an easy call for me.
0: Yeah, so I looked at this game, Dave, and it was kind of the same thing. Uh, Boston, not only did they play Sunday night, but they played a double header yesterday. So they they probably seem tired. Uh, You look at Minnesota, and I found the same thing you did. Pablo Lopez hasn't been great at home for the Twins. Uh, Paxton being a lefty. Minnesota, not very good versus lefties. They're actually only better than one team in Major League Baseball, uh, hitting and OPS-wise. And I think uh, if anyone listens to this uh, podcast regularly – they probably know that the team that they're actually better than is only the Brewers. Um, So, unfortunately, but I looked at that, and I kind of leaned with your Red Sox in the first five, but I wasn't 100% sure because I didn't like that they had to play a doubleheader Sunday night baseball and travel to Minnesota. So, I actually gave out on the morning show this morning the Boston-Minnesota first five under – in the first five innings, which I believe I've got at four and a half, with yeah, some- I would,
1: I would, I would totally agree with that. That was my other option, if you will. Um, I don't see a ton of runs being scored um, either way, but like I got to take the Red Sox bullpen out of every equation, so one uh, A certainly would have
0: been the Red Sox first five, and one B would have been your under. So I think we're actually flipped then, because my first one would have been the under, second one lean Red Sox. So at least we're. We're kinda of on the same page with our first game here out of the gate.
1: Yeah, I mean it's twins ten to one. You know that.
0: <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. And that would be yeah. no good for either of us.
1: It's, it's my it's my it's my sense of humor, my dry one.
0: All right, looking at game number two. Again, we're recording this on Monday, June 19th. Uh, this is for later tonight. Seven ten central time first pitch. We have the New York Mets heading to Houston to take on the Astros, Max Scherzer on the mound for the Mets. You got Hunter Brown on the mound for Houston. Uh, Dave, what are you thinking about on this one? Cuz I almost gave this one out. I wanted to, but I couldn't pull the trigger.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was this was this had some interesting stuff. I mean, you know, the Mets are on a streak too, but not a very good one. I think it's 11 or 14 games they've dropped and yet because it's Scherzer Uh, They did take all the early money this morning in the market, Uh, and while their bullpen has been pretty solid lately, uh, if you if I look a little deeper, Ottavino and Rayleigh are probably likely unavailable. They pitched the last two games in a row, and Max has been hitting his last two starts and been pretty much mortal on the road all year. So that means I cannot take the Mets. Mets. With that said, Houston's in a bit of a skid too. They lost four straight at home, got swept by the Reds, and you know the Reds are, are a functional team, but you know, on top of that, the Houston pen has been kind of bad the last week. So I have to take both pens out just because of the massive variables. So I lean to the Astros in the first five, uh, but I will also be betting the first five under, and all that
0: was totally by process of elimination. See, I looked at this game, and obviously you have Max Scherzer. Uh, Hunter Brown is thrown pretty well, though, for a young pitcher, and obviously the Mets haven't seen him. Both of these offense against right-handed pitching – Hasn't been great. They've both been middle of the road to bottom third. Um, I initially, if I would have bet this game last night when I started going through some of this stuff, I probably would have pulled the trigger on the Mets in the first five around plus 120. I didn't have the balls to do it. I woke up this morning. That number kind of decreased. I'm not really interested but if I had to, I would probably play the Mets in the first five innings. I feel like you lost the plus money value of of Max Scherzer.
1: Yeah, I know, but a win is a win. And it's still plus money. I I would have probably still done that one. Although, admittedly, I do get pissy when I don't get the best number and and don't bet in some of the ones I should bet anyway. But you know, that's a that's a whole another podcast. The whole the whole the whole theory and logic behind that and the mindset that goes with it.
0: See, I just looked at it as two offenses that were pretty close in what they've actually accomplished this year, and you're getting Scherzer at decent plus money. That would have been one I wanted to fire on right away. Didn't do it, so now I'm I'm off of it. Just because how many times can you say in the last decade that you could get Max Scherzer at plus 120? Well, you can't, so it's either a trap or a gift. I, I probably would pass that myself. Both of us, I mean, not really the strongest of conviction on this game for me.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty good in the first five under. I mean, I would put my money on that. I don't I don't see either team going off and, and uh the market doesn't either. So I, I, I can see that as viable. No, it's not a strong opinion, but you know, they're all opinions when the strong can be classified how how much I like it, you know, that's always subjective. Um so yeah, I I if I had to make five vets today, that'd probably be one of them.
0: So Dave likes the first five innings under between the Mets and the Astros. I lean Mets in the first five. If you can find some plus money on Max Scherzer. Uh looking at our third and final game for this June nineteenth slate. We're actually going to go to Milwaukee, seven ten central time first pitch, Arizona Diamondbacks traveling to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Merrill Kelly on the mound for the Diamondbacks, Corbin Burns going for the Brewers. I looked at this one, Dave, and this is a rematch, and I know you like to uh, flip-flop or zigzag on rematches, and that would mean you might like Arizona in this one, but Corbin Burns has been pitching better, in my opinion. And, you know, I think both guys could potentially be hittable because of the adjustments made from both teams uh the brewers hit better against righties and lefties diamondbacks are pretty good against right righties no matter what i actually looked at this game and thought seven and a half seemed kind of low especially with both teams going to be making adjustments and both teams don't have the greatest of bullpens so i would have leaned with the over seven and a half
1: yeah well as usual i'll give you the last word on milwaukee games um, but it's interesting at, 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 at markets that some of the sharper books that I follow has actually moved away from the Brewers and towards Arizona. And, you know, the D-backs are a pretty good road team, but the pen they're bringing with them tonight to Milwaukee has a whip of one and a half over the last week. Uh, so if it is Arizona, it would have to be first five, even though the Brewers pen hasn't been much better lately. Um, but I'll, as always, I'll defer
0: to you. Um, but if you're making me bet it, I'm taking Arizona for the first five innings. So what about – so we kind of mentioned this with the Max Scherzer comment where, you know, if you would have pulled the trigger right away, you probably could have got Max Scherzer plus 120. This is the same thing for me and Corbin Burns. I feel like if I had to, I would probably take the, the Brewers because how many times am I getting Corbin Burns at – roughly minus 115 or so right now it's it's probably just like what you said you know either a blessing or a curse here yeah
1: i mean you could look at that the other way too in that you know how often i'm gonna gonna look here real quick but if you look at um merrill kelly i'll have it up here in a second i mean how often do you get him at flush money And the answer would be, well, early in the season you could have.
0: I was going to say earlier in the season just because Merrill Kelly, like he's been around here the last handful of years. He hasn't been great, great.
1: Yeah, well, he's been an underdog in uh, five, eight, eight of his last nine games. So, you know, where's the value? I mean, you know, the sad part is he always gives up one or two. uh, So, you know, you're going to – if I'm taking Arizona, I'm going to have to take – uh, I'm going to have to hope Burns gives up two or three. So that, it's a tough game, which is why I probably would have deferred to you anyway. But seeing as how we're uh, talking to somebody in Madison, Wisconsin, then I am dumb deferring. I totally i am withdrawing.
0: I look at the over for the Diamondbacks and the Brewers at 7.5 and, and lean with the Brewers for the first five innings. And, and Dave is opposite. He leans with the Arizona Diamondbacks in the first five innings. So that'll actually wrap up our June 19th uh, Monday slate. Now we're going to uh, transition to the June 20th Tuesday slate. We're going to look at a few games here. The very first game that we're looking at, it's going to be the Atlanta Braves traveling to the Philadelphia Phillies. You got Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves, Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. Dave, what were you thinking for this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, both teams have Monday off, so, you know, we can – we can we can not have to worry about anything happening in between. And, you know, both game, both teams, excuse me, are on nice winning streaks, six, six-ish in a row. Um, but I'm not sure something isn't right with Strider, given his last two starts. You know, these are kind of familiar foes, uh, as well as the fact that Strider uh, beat the Phillies once, and we know how that goes. Uh, you know, we also know oftentimes the Braves are monsters against lefties. But for the most part, Suarez has handled most of the Braves the exception being Austin Riley, and excuse me one second while I close the door and let my dogs bark at the incoming spouse. There, that's all taken care of. You know, I, I, I know the. You know, I look at uh, June has been a great month for Suarez. I think twenty innings, two hits, no home runs, and while I do think that's the outlier for him, I think if you look at the body of work. I have to go Phillies in this one, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, actually, so the first thing that I got to, you mentioned it was Strider. He's been hit pretty hard his last two, three starts. And this is a guy that has Cy Young caliber type stuff, uh, maybe fading a little bit here. But uh, he's already seen the Phillies, and he, I believe it was eight scoreless or something around there. Uh, Ranger Suarez has not been seen by the Braves yet this year, though it is inner division. I actually uh, lean towards the over in the first five innings between these two. And I could be talked into the game, but like you said, both teams uh, do have the day off today, so their pens will be rested. That that got me to the first five over instead of the game. But, yeah, you could definitely talk me into taking the Phillies at plus money in the first five innings. I can see that. Yeah,
1: I mean, my only caveat there is – You know, does
0: Suarez continue to probably, I guess you'd call it, overachieve early? Uh, And I think the other thing that I I forgot to mention, Suarez has pitched decent against the Braves, but he is a lefty. Braves are number one in batting average and OPS against left-handers this season in Major League Baseball. So what do you think, Dave? Maybe you could sprinkle the over in the first five and then to kind of hedge your bets, maybe take like the Phillies just in case. You would imagine maybe we get a split. And maybe sweep 2 and all.
1: It's possible. I mean, I don't know that um, I would be that cute not knowing who the home plate umpire is, which we won't know in a in a game one of a series until shortly before game time. Uh, and normally, and I haven't looked at the weather either. I mean, those are two sort of um, factors that are, are not variable. You know, if the umpire is what the umpire is and the weather is what
0: it is. So since weather... we don't
1: have those... Since we don't have those, I'm not sure I can go right into
0: it, but according to this weather, about a day and a half out, it should be blowing in from right field at about ten miles an hour. Seven yeah, years. I mean, you know, that's a fairly decent hitter's park, but you know, that would have to go in
1: the no, I can't take the overcome. Um, but I probably will bet Austin Riley to get a home run. You know, I love those plus five or six hundred bets once in a while. Um he has he has had his way in a few at bats against Suarez, and he he probably hits about twelve hundred OPS against Left and so um he'll be my
0: he'll be my player prop tomorrow night. I can almost assure you of that. So there you go. Dave likes a player prop, Austin Riley to hit a home run tomorrow night. Uh moving to our second game for the June nineteenth, the Tuesday slate gonna to go to a 605 first pitch St Louis Cardinals traveling to Washington to take on the Nationals Jordan Montgomery going for the Cardinals you have Mackenzie Gore on the mound for the Washington Nationals uh this one was interesting and I feel like I've been landing on this team kind of a decent amount in these same type of situations
1: yeah I um I had an immediate lean to Gore and kind of against Montgomery really so I I I went looking to confirm, do I do I want to bet on the Nationals? And, well, these teams actually do play today, so we can handicap it as if they don't. Um, you know, Gore's been faced a famine. I mean, at home, mostly famine. Uh, but the Nats' pen's been great over the last week, and the same can't be said for the Cardinals' back end, um, and neither team actually hammers lefties. Uh, Washington actually be a little worse, so they started to slip away from Gore. But taking the very overvalued Montgomery is not going to happen. Uh, When I looked into Jordan Montgomery, he's been favored in all but one game this year. And in those 14 games, the Cardinals are three and 11. So I'm thinking maybe I can get back to Gore. If I have to bet a side here, I'd have to, by default, go Washington. I'd like to think the over might be doable, but we don't know pen usage. And like I said, neither team hits lefties real well. So I don't see a huge edge. So I'm going to swallow hard and go with the uh, Washington Nationals.
0: I'm right there with you, Dave. Uh, Jordan Montgomery Uh, he's kind of faded after his first few starts this year. Mackenzie Gore, he was a San Diego Padre prospect, pitched for the Padres for a quick second before the trade to the Nationals. The Cardinals haven't hardly seen him, and this is his first matchup with the Cardinals this year. Montgomery's been around for a while and obviously was in the AL, but the the Nationals have seen more of Montgomery than the Cardinals have of Gore, and uh, you just look at it. And neither of these teams, like you said, are are great at hitting lefties. But for some reason, the Washington Nationals actually hit for a decently high average against lefties, even though it's doesn't represent what their OPS is. I actually thought looking at what would potentially be the first five run line, probably somewhere around minus 125, uh, minus 130. I would actually take the Nationals in the first five on the run line.
1: Yeah, I could probably get behind that. Yeah. Um you know if i like him for the game and i don't like St. Louis's bullpen i would probably like him first five as well so yeah no, nothing wrong with
0: that so there we have it for our second game of the tuesday slate uh moving to the final game of the tuesday slate for this podcast winner's take i'm going to look at another 605 first pitch it's going to be the Seattle Mariners uh, traveling to New York to take on the Yankees George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners Garrett Cole throwing the rubber for the Yankees. Uh, this yeah. one is uh, another uh, one where one team has seen one of the pitchers.
1: Yeah, I mean, instinctively, everybody's going to want to bet Garrett Cole and the Yankees, but I don't really think I can. And it's not because Cole isn't good. It's because the Yankees or our team are not good right now. I mean, there's a reason uh, why they were swept in Boston, and it's called Aaron Judge. I mean, since we since he went down, the Yankees are 5-8. and eight, And in those 13 games, they've only had double digit hits like twice. Um, You know, Kirby's had a couple games where he was lit up, but the eight of his 13 starts, he's allowed two or less earned runs. So the Yankees may win this game, but I don't see a ton of runs, especially early. So I will be betting the first five and the full game under the numbers.
0: I looked at this one and I did the easy way out. I uh, took the Yankees in the first five. Reason why I chopped the bullpens off is they're both pretty even to me. I didn't think there was much of an edge for either team when it came to bullpens but just because the Yankees have seen George Kirby and it wasn't too long ago, it was about three weeks ago. I think that they could make at least better adjustments. Where Garrett Cole hasn't seen the Mariners yet this year, and uh, historically Garrett Cole has been much better at home than he has been on the road. So that's why I just lean with the Yankees in the first five. Yeah, no
1: doubt. I mean that you're right. That's the lazy way, but the lazy way is sometimes the right way because because we do tend to. I do tend to sometimes overthink the problem. I mean, I'm I am human. I don't have a I have a computer, but I don't have a computer that just spits out who I should bet on. Um, those are called models, and I don't use a lot of those. I do use some, but I'm still of the mind that no matter what the model says, they still have to play the game, which involves human beings making decisions. So, um, yeah, I uh, I agree with you.
0: So there we go. That should round out our major league baseball slates for June eighteenth which is a Monday and June 19th, which is Tuesday. Uh, Dave, I know that on our last podcast, a winner's take you shelved a college football futures bet. So I didn't know if uh, you still had that one, if you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, it hasn't moved a whole lot and I'm sorry.
1: It's not in the big 10. Maybe I'll look at giving out a few of those next week, uh, unless you um, beat me up on the golf course this weekend. Um, Kentucky, over six and a half wins. I mean, they're kind of under the radar SEC team, obviously, but they returned 14 starters, and I think only Missouri and the SEC has more coming back. And I think they're being downgraded a little bit here because a lot of their top recruiting targets signed elsewhere, but they won seven last year. And for the same reason they will this year, they benefit from an early, easy schedule. I mean, they, they opened with Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, and Akron. Uh, I know those teams are MAC teams, or two of them are, that they, ha- they have the potential. But, you know, it's Kentucky. They are bigger, faster, and stronger. Uh, and they get their first conference game with Vanderbilt. And I-, I know it's only the Commodores. That's like a huge in-state rivalry down here. So it does mean something. They get Missouri at home, and they close with Louisville. So, I mean, there's seven winnable games right there, or seven games they should be favored in. Uh, winnable road games, I think, possible at South Carolina and Mississippi State. So there's margin for error at six and a half, and I think the only time Kentucky hasn't won seven games since uh, 2015 was the COVID year. So you know they they're under the radar, na- radar nationally, but um, us betters
0: have made a lot of money on the Wildcats and not just on the basketball court. So I got a question for you, Dave, because I'm not a huge fan of this guy personally, but uh, you know. Will Levis was seen as one of the best quarterbacks in this draft by experts. Does it scare you at all to bet totals on teams where, you know, maybe a star quarterback has left for the NFL draft or graduated versus an unknown, maybe a replacement?
1: Yeah, but I think, I think you've got the core of the team and, you know, I for one think Will Levis is still a few years behind Uh, is his big upside is he played the Alabamas and the Georges of the, of the, of the, of the SEC. so. He's seen the kind of speed they'll see in the NFL, uh, and that's one of the reasons why they downgraded Kentucky about a game. But I I don't know that Will Levis personally won a bunch of games last year. He's just a really good quarterback, uh, and I trust Stoops. I mean, yeah, it certainly does factor in. I I didn't want I didn't know how much time we had, so I didn't want to go into the the uh, non readers digest version. But yes, it's absolutely a factor. But it's kind of like taking Garrett Cole. Well, duh. Everybody's going to take Eric Cole, you know. Um, okay, well, everybody thinks Kentucky's going to suck, and at some point, books over overadjust, and it's just our job to find out where. And I think that maybe this one, because you know that schedule. I mean, if they were playing nine SEC games and maybe opened with, um, you know, a, a good non-power five team, um, I could definitely see this win total being less and I wouldn't touch it, but, you know, they could easily be five and oh, um or four and zero, oh, And, you know, they'll chip away at games. They'll catch people in spots. I just think they're good enough to win seven games with that schedule, not necessarily with a, I guess, typical SEC schedule, if you will.
0: Well, Dave, I just pulled up the Kentucky schedule. Cause this is all you, like, I don't, I don't really look a ton into college, you know, futures for season win totals, but yeah. You mentioned Ball State. You mentioned uh, Eastern Kentucky. You mentioned Akron. That should be three wins. Right. You would hope that they could beat Vandy, even though it's at Vandy. That that gets you to four and zero. You know what team I think could be kind of bad this year? It's the Florida Gators. I, Graham Mertz, former Wisconsin quarterback transfer down there, looked terrible in the spring game. I mean, really only looked great in two games at Wisconsin in you know how many years? Florida. Even with the losing a Will Levis and Rodriguez, their running back, uh, I don't know. I think Florida could be a very winnable game. That gets you to 5-0, and 0, and then you start playing Georgia. You'd only have to find two more wins after that.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, but I don't know how you don't. I mean, I, I'm a little higher on South Carolina than some people are, uh, but most people are down on them. Um,
0: well, Louisville had a coaching change, so that's
1: Louisville a – Louisville had a coaching change, and remember – that even if both teams are 0-12 or 11 at that point, um, that's another uh, in-state rivalry that's like a huge game, especially for recruiting. So, you know, the same with Louisville. So those games are always going to be up-handed, but rather, you know, those games are uh, always going to be highly, hotly contested
0: no matter what the record is of either team. No, so, I can do this, Dave, just because you had a coaching change at Louisville. R.I.P. Mike Leach at Mississippi State. So obviously that's a coaching change. Tennessee loses their quarterback. Missouri hasn't been good since Chase Daniel was quarterback, and that was man 10, 15 years ago now.
1: I actually do like the direction Missouri's headed in,
0: but you know,
1: are they are they going to be less than fifty to one to win the championship? No,
0: I don't but know. Dave. I think I think, I they, I think
1: they'll be a good a good
0: uh, ATS team to bet on this year. I think I can see three guaranteed losses for Kentucky, but that puts you oh, at three. Yeah. And then but that's what I'm saying. It's like if you have three guaranteed losses, puts you at nine and three, you only need seven. That's two to play with. Yep.
1: That's, that was my margin for error. So I'm glad you see the same things I do, and
0: you're not even in the SEC. No, I'm in I'm in the, the real football country, the the Big Ten footprint.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I'm i totally inclined to agree with you with Florida. I mean, the I, I think nationally, Graham Mertz has a name, So, uh, but I don't know that anybody knows much about him outside of Madison. So I think that, you know, I didn't like Anthony Richardson in Florida, but I don't know that Florida as a program uh, is headed in a very good direction, to be honest with you, especially when that thing, the, the Swamp, comes out this month with uh, Tim Tebow and whatnot filmed all around the whenever Meyer and Aaron Hernandez were there. And I have a lot of thoughts on that. And, you know, they may get some, they may even get some negative PR later this month when that comes out.
0: I'm actually kind of looking forward to that uh, documentary coming out because uh, yeah, all the crazy characters they had there, but Dave, they... well, I'm,
1: I'm going to tell you right now, I think there's some unsolved murders in Gainesville from, from when Hernandez was there. Uh, that particular time frame, and most people tend to logically conclude that he had something to do with them. And if you remember, that was also uh, when Urban Meyer said he was burnt out. I think he was more than burnt out because Aaron Hernandez lived with Urban Meyer, and Aaron Hernandez uh, Urban Meyer had to know what was going on. So, I think I think Urban's got some more secrets, and uh, I'm I'm sure he could help
0: Gainesville Police Department, but. Um, Yeah, it's not going to be good. Now, after that uh, kind of dark ending to the college football future, Dave does like the Kentucky Wildcats to go over six and a half wins this year for college football season. Uh, Dave, let's let's give the folks out there our, our best bets for this pod when it comes to the Major League Baseball slates, either Monday or Tuesday or both.
1: I'm going to go Monday. I like the Red Sox in the first five innings tonight.
0: I'm going to take a Monday, and I'm going to go with a Tuesday one. My Monday, I'll go since I know you like the Red Sox in the first five. That's what you gave out. I'm going to go with what I gave out on the show. I like the first five under at four and a half between the Red Sox and the Twins.
1: I can't argue that. I'll I'll give out a Tuesday bet uh, on Twitter if the Red Sox win the first five tonight. So the worst I can do is 500 now, I'll, then, I'll, then I'll then I'll add I'll be you know people say I'm playing with house money no you're really not it's your money but technically I am
0: I'll add one for Tuesday I'll actually go with the first five over between the Braves and the Phillies so there's our our three best bets for this podcast Monday night Dave's gonna go with the Boston Red Sox in the first five innings on the money line. I'm going to take the same game, Boston and Minnesota. I'm going to go with the first five innings under the four and a half total. And then on Tuesday, I will take the Braves and the Phillies to go over in the first five innings. And uh, that'll do it for our Major League Baseball best bets. Been having quite a bit of good luck here in June. Been pretty successful. Until then, we're going to keep talking Major League Baseball. We're going to be peppering in these... NFL, college football, or just future bets in general. And uh, just continue to share the podcast with your friends, you know, download, share, subscribe, like, whatever you got to do, pass it along. But until then, let's continue to win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at madcitysportzone.com, in the Zone app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, rate, subscribe.